the stories of mahabharata retold by sudipta bhaumik welcome dear friends to another episode of the stories of mahabharata during the last episode we heard how draupadi was dragged into the assembly hall and humiliated by the kauravas later dhritarashtra came to his senses and returned the pandavas their kingdom and other possessions they had lost to shakuni as the pandavas left hastinapur and sped towards indraprastha in their golden chariot duryodhana dushasana and karna assembled in shakuni's chamber the outcome of the day didn't please them at all dushasana banged his fist on the wall and said oh oh we were so close we had them we had them pinned to the ground we won all their wealth their kingdom everything but the old man he ruined it all ah duryodhana didn't say a single word he sat still with his head down how much more humiliation must he tolerate he thought karna came up to him and said my friend i have never supported deceit and trickery in winning over the enemy i suggest we chase the pandavas on their way back to indraprastha and attack them by surprise i can assure you i will kill your enemies and make you the emperor of the land shakuni looked at karna and said you are a great warrior karna but don't underestimate the combined strength of the pandavas you may be as skilled as arjuna but remember he has bhima by his side not to mention nakula sahadeva and yudhishthira so give up your dreams of fighting arjuna and listen to my plan shakuni's words caught duryodhana's attention but he was still skeptical another plan uncle he said what do you have in mind now i'll tell you shakuni sat next to duryodhana but first you'll have to bring back the pandavas and as shakuni began to outline his plan duryodhana's eyes lit up once again he could see the light at the end of his tunnel of misery and realized all is not lost yet the blind king dhritarashtra was preparing to retire to his chamber the day's excitement was too much for his mind and body he was happy that he was able to control the damage and the pandavas left without any hard feelings at least that's what they sounded like but again he thought is he being too optimistic he wished he had interfered and stopped the game earlier the humiliation and insult the pandavas had to bear was too much for any self-respecting man to handle what if the pandavas want to take revenge what if they turn back with a huge army and attack hastinapur with full force it would be a disaster the pandavas have powerful allies and with their help they can destroy the kauravas in a matter of days 
No, no, no. Yudhishthira wouldn't do such a thing. After all, he is a guru descendant and he would never destroy the kingdom of his father, Pandu. Dhritarashtra tried to shake off his negative thoughts and, and stood up from his throne. Just then, he heard footsteps. His keen sense of hearing told him his dearest son, Duryodhana, was approaching him. His heart trembled in anticipation. What is it now? What evil proposal does he have for him this time? Duryodhana stood in front of Dhritarashtra and said, Father, Lord Brihaspati once said, One who hurts you either in war or in peace is your enemy, and he must be destroyed at any cost. Dhritarashtra could guess what his son was alluding to, but he feigned ignorance and asked, What do you mean? Duryodhana said, Father, a serpent who is about to strike should never be spared. After what we have done today, the Pandavas would never forgive us. They will take their revenge for sure. And if we don't take action, soon they will annihilate us. Dhritarashtra felt dizzy. He grabbed the handrest of his throne and sat down. He was afraid of this possibility. Maybe Duryodhana is right. Maybe he shouldn't have let the Pandavas go. He asked, What do you have in mind? Duryodhana knew he had his father's attention. He said, Father, bring back the Pandavas. We want to play a final game of dice with them. No, no, not again, not again, cried Dhritarashtra. Listen to me before you decide. This time we will not wager any wealth or material possessions. This time we will banish them from their kingdom for a long, long time. Duryodhana explained the details of his plan. And then what? Tritrashtra asked while trying to control his trembling voice. Duryodhana smiled and said, During this time we will amass a huge army and become the most powerful kingdom on earth. When the Pandavas return, we will fight them and destroy them forever. Dhritarashtra thought for a while. He could feel that whatever control he thought he had of the situation was slipping out of his hands like fine sand. Nothing he could do would prevent the inevitable. He raised his head and said, So be it. Make arrangements to bring back the Pandavas. Duryodhana called his trusted charioteer Pratikami and said, Take the fastest horse from the stable and stop the Pandavas on their way. Tell Yudhishthira the great king Dhritarashtra has asked them to come back to Hastinapur and play one last game. Dhritarashtra staggered back to his room. As he took off the heavy crown of his head, Gandhari approached. She took the crown put it aside and said, When Dhritarashtra was born, Vidura advised you to get rid of him. You should have followed his advice. Dhritarashtra didn't answer. He felt his way to the couch next to his bed and sat down. Gandhari said, O king, I implore you, please, please do not listen to your evil sons. 
The Pandavas have accepted your offer and left Hastinapur in peace. Why do you want to infuriate them again? Listen to me, else your blind love for Duryodhana will soon destroy your dynasty. Dhritarashtra's face distorted in pain. He turned his face away from Gandhari and said, I know, I know my dynasty will be destroyed. But I am helpless. I cannot stop the inevitable. Let my sons do whatever they wish. The Pandavas sat with a gloomy face on the chariot as it raced across the plains towards Indraprastha. They still couldn't recover from the insult and humiliation bestowed on them by the Kauravas. Draupadi sat with her eyes closed. Dusashna's laughter still rang in her ears. Bhima, Arjuna, Nakula and Sahadeva looked at the distant horizon and thought what would help them to wash off the unpleasant memories from their heads. Yudhishthira looked back at the vanishing skyline of Astinapur and thought, What has he done wrong? Why couldn't he stop playing the game and leave the assembly hall? Shakuni gave him the option to quit, but he didn't accept the offer. Why? Was it his pride or did he succumb to the addiction of the game? Just then, he saw a cloud of dust approaching his chariot. It was Pratikami riding his horse and waving his hand. Yudhishthira asked his charioteer to stop. Pratikami stopped next to his chariot and dismounted from his horse. Panting with exhaustion, he bowed in front of Yudhishthira and said, King, King Dhritarashtra has called you back to the palace of Hastinapur. He, he wants you to play one final game of dice. The Pandavas were shocked to hear this. How dare the Kauravas ask us to play again? Don't they have any shame? Asked Bhima in his thunderous voice. A man's destiny is in the hands of his creator. We cannot change anything, said Yudhishthira. Our old uncle Dhritarashtra has summoned us and I must obey his orders even though I know what danger awaits us. But why? Asked Arjuna. Yudhishthira said, My dear brother, Lord Rama knew that no living creature could be made of gold. Still, still he went to hunt the golden deer for his wife Sita. When danger looms, even the wisest man loses his head. He looked at his charioteer and said, Turn back the chariot. Take us back to Hastinapur. When Yudhishthira arrived at the assembly hall, Duryodhana, Shakuni, Dusashana and all the Kuru elders were waiting for them. Dhritarashtra was in his throne. Shakuni came up to Yudhishthira and said, It was magnanimous of King Dhritarashtra to give you back your kingdom and your wealth. And to honour his gesture, we won't bet any material possessions in this last game. Instead, this is what our wager would be. If we lose this game, 
we will put on deer skins and go into exile in the forests for a period of 12 years after the 12 years of exile we will spend the 13th year in hiding and during the 13th year if anybody finds us we will go into exile for another 12 years and and if you lose you must do the same and during this 13 years duryodhana will take care of our kingdom after the 13th year you can return to indraprastha and claim your kingdom back if you agree to this challenge let's play a murmur rolled through the hall the assembled audience were surprised to hear such a bet why aren't the kurusiniyas stopping this game why aren't they warning the pandavas and what about the pandavas did they lose their mind again don't they realize that they are stepping into a dangerous trap but yudhishthira was calm he looked at shakuni and said you know i never retreat when challenged i accept your bet let's play he sat down in front of the dice board and gestured his brothers to sit down behind him shakuni sat across the board with duryodhana dushashana and karna next to him shakuni said yudhishthira this time why don't you roll the dice first yudhishthira picked up the pair rolled them in his palms and threw them on the board but the winning numbers didn't show up Shakuni looked at them and said sorry sorry my dear nephew let's see let's see how they behave in my hands he rolled the dice in his hands and threw them on the board and even before the dice touched the board he yelled i win yeah! the jubilant core of our brothers burst out in wild cry they jumped off their seats and danced around shakuni and duryodhana while singing their praise dushashana brought few deer skins and threw them in front of the pandavas take off your royal clothes and put these on this is the appropriate costume for a forest dweller <laughs> he laughed yudhishthira and his brothers took off their clothes and put on the deer skins and began their preparation to leave for the forests dushashana addressed the audience and said from now on duryodhana becomes the emperor the pandavas will spend their next 13 years in hell <laughs> he looked at draupadi and said your father king drupad was foolish to marry you to this important imbeciles leave them and find some better men na huh? <laughs> bhima looked at the sarshan and said you brute remember those words when i tear up in your chest in the battlefield but the sarshan cared less for his threats he danced around the pandavas mocking and hurling cruel insults at them while the kaurava brothers laughed at his antics as the pandavas walked out of the hall Duryodhana couldn't hold back. He to join Dushashana and mocked Bhima mimicking his walk. Bhima turned around and roared, "Listen to me you fool. Not only I will kill Dushashana and drink his blood, I will also kill you with my mace. I'll smash your face with my feet. 
Arjuna will kill Karna and Sahadeva will kill the wicked Uncle Shakuni. Arjuna said, Words don't mean anything unless they are executed. Let the thirteen years pass and then you will see what happens. Brother Bhima, to honor your words, I promise I will kill this foul-mouthed and arrogant Karna in the battlefield. Sahadeva said, And Shakuni, I will do exactly what Brother Bhima said. You will die in my hands. Nakula turned to the assembled Kaurava supporters and said, You, you who have insulted Draupadi to please your evil Prince Duryodhana, listen to me. I will kill you all. Nobody will be spared. Yudhishthira addressed Dhritarashtra, Bhishma, Drona, Kripa, Vidura and the other Kuru elders and said, With your permission, we now want to leave for the forest. Please give us your blessings. We hope to see you all when we come back after 13 years. The elders hid their face in shame. They didn't even have the moral strength to utter any words of grace. Only Vidura said, Kunti will not be able to bear the hardship of living in the forest. She can live with me in my house with full honor. Yudhishthira bowed to him and said, Uncle Vidura, you are like our father. Before we leave, bless us and share with us your words of wisdom. Vidura said, Yudhishthira, there is no disgrace in losing an unfair game. Go into your exile with your head held high. Your love for each other is unparalleled in the universe. Nobody can break your bond. Take care of each other during times of distress and discuss amongst yourself about any decision you make or any action you take. I wish you all the best. Come back a winner in due time. I'll be waiting for you. Draupadi visited Kunti and asked for her blessings. Kunti cried and said, My dear, I have nothing to tell you. The Kauravas are lucky that your anger didn't burn them to ashes. You live in peace. I will always pray for you and wish you well. Look after my youngest son, Shahadeva. See to it that he doesn't feel depressed by this misfortune. Kunti hugged her sons and cried, I don't know. I don't know why this misfortune came upon you, who are the most righteous of all. Your late father, Pandu, is lucky. He didn't have to witness this unbearable moment. So is your late mother, Madri. Why am I alive to go through this suffering? The Pandavas tried their best to console her. Vidura said, Sister Kunti, have courage. Your sons will come back in no time. Now smile and bid them farewell. With a heavy heart, the Pandavas began their journey to the forest. The blind king Dhritarashtra was tormented by his inability to go against his son's wishes. He blamed himself for his failure to stop this injustice. He called Vidura to his side and said, I, I want to know how the Pandavas are going into their exile. Tell me, tell me what you see. Vidura said, 
Yudhishthira is walking with his face covered in a white scarf. He has kept his eyes shut, else his sight would burn down your evil sons. Bhima is walking with his arms wide spread, as if to say that one day he will use these powerful arms to destroy his enemy. Arjuna is throwing sand in the air to warn his enemies how his arrows would shower on them one day. Sahadeva is walking with his face hidden and Nakula has his body covered in dust. Draupadi has her face covered with her hair and she is following her husbands with tearful eyes. Priest Dhaumya is chanting the Vedas. The people of Hastinapura are crying and saying how unfortunate we are. Our saviors are leaving us. O king, the sun has eclipsed. Streaks of lightning are piercing the cloudless skies and the grounds are shaking under our feet. O king, I am afraid. These are unholy signs and they foretell something ominous is going to happen soon. At that moment, the great sage Narada appeared from nowhere and said, Because of Duryodhana's crimes, Fourteen years from now, the Kauravas will be destroyed. Saying so, he disappeared. Duryodhana could feel that the tide was flowing against him. He, along with Karna and Shakuni, asked Drona to take over the kingdom of the Pandavas. Drona said, I'll keep your request, but stay assured the Pandavas will come back and take their revenge on you. So enjoy these 13 years, for on the 14th year, nobody will be able to save you from your destruction. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bomek. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license.